0: Hi
1: everyone! <laughs> 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 oh my gosh! So everyone, welcome. I am Simon. This is Jazz. I said to Jazz just before we went live. I said, "Jazz, do you want to do the welcome?" And she said, "Yes, I'm ready. I can do this. I'm confident." <laughs> And then she had stage fright, she froze. But welcome, everyone. This is uh, the Simmo and Jazz live podcast. We call it Lunch Out Loud or LOL because we do have a few LOL moments. We do this every single Tuesday where we get you guys to join us in our live podcast. You can also download these podcasts. All you got to do is go to your favourite podcasting channel and type in Simo Hoffman. You'll see this as well as a whole bunch of our other content that we do. We've got 3 d on there. We've got our Friday messages. There's a whole bunch of things that you guys can connect with on our lunch on our uh, podcast channel. But today, Jazzy and I are going to be talking about the issues that really matter and uh, how sometimes it seems like no one else seems to really care about those issues that really matter. Uh, and Jazzy's like this because <laughs> she's got a couple of those issues that are like sort of weird ones that, uh, you know, those like edgy, weird Christians that like <laughs> those sort of issues. Jazz is one of them. And so we're going to get her to talk about some of those issues and uh, how she's, she doesn't care that you don't care. She's okay with it. She doesn't feel like it's important that you should all get out there and protest these big issues with her. Uh, so, Jazz, why don't, you, why don't you kick us off? What are some of the things that... You think are some of the important issues, or, or what? What do you think about? Do you think Christians should care? To talk to me.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, I can I can talk now, everyone. Um. Yeah. Now that you've passed your frozen moment. <laughs> do you know though, um, Simeon? 2011, I think it was. No, 2012. I went to a school program with you for Red Frogs, and you turned around to me in the middle of one of the videos, and you said, "You're doing the next section." Yeah. And I was like. Ugh. <laughs>
1: The good thing is I haven't changed that in eight years. You know that about me now. Yeah,
0: yeah, so um, I think if anyone knows me well enough or um, has met me once, they know that I care about a lot of – well, yeah, no, I think I would use the word care. I care about a lot of very big issues. There's a lot of issues that are going on in our world, in our lives, and that are in the Bible that I know that a lot of – People just don't think
1: of that. Okay, you're being too you're being too broad brushstroke mm-hmm, yeah, and I'm okay. going to I'm let's, gonna start get to get us like controversial okay. here. So what are these issues yeah. that you're broad brushstroking? Just just okay, cool. tell us bluntly.
0: Um, I'm very passionate about refugee and indigenous issues. I think those are two very big issues that we need to be addressing. Um, another thing that I have recently just felt like, oh I think this is literally um, a mantle that the Lord has over my life is addressing racism um,
1: mm. in different
0: areas. Um, but
1: that would yeah. make sense if you're dealing with refugees and Indigenous issues yeah. anyway. So like, yeah. that's going to be a great big shock. <laughs> so like you woke up one day and the Lord was like, oh, so much to do with racism. And you're like, well, that's left field. It's got nothing to do that's with those fine. other areas.
0: Um, also, uh, just like looking after our environment, mm-hmm. um, workers' rights as well. i um, not talking about like unions, although that is something that you, know, you should probably be interested in, but um, just the fact that, hey, who made your clothes? Um, were they paid? Do they have a living wage? Are they oh, yeah. actually being kept in some kind of slavery because they're making your same
1: food? is true food, yeah. coffee, chocolate true.
0: Yeah. Um as well as um gender issues. Um yeah, I think there's a just is there
1: anything you, you don't care about? Like is there Like it seems <laughs> like seems like you've got them all covered, like but they're all the socialist sort of hippie mindset mm-hmm. issues. That's all yeah. like, hippy-dippy baloney sort of stuff, yeah. uh, and you know I'm saying that in jest because there's a lot of things that you and I have talked about that we're, we're pretty well on the same page, with, yeah. but I am going to play like the the opposite side as much as I can today okay. to try and like really mm. rile you up because I do find it particularly fun. But Why should like we actually care about refugees when sometimes it seems like we can barely take care <laughs> of the people in our country already? Yeah,
0: well, um, actually the facts is that a lot of refugee advocates and activists, um, the the solutions they're promoting to address these issues are actually solutions which will then free up the Australian government to look after the other people in our community. And it's not because they don't care about others that they're passionate about refugees, they're just seeing that, hey, there's a need and there's there's hurt here. Um, the fact that it takes about $2, $239,000 a year Per person detained offshore Mm. um, is like, that's a huge strain on our economy. And you've got like hundreds of people over there, as opposed to, oh, if you've got them in community detention, which means that they're in Australia, they're able to um, go out to the shops, they're able to access community services, it's only $10,000 a year um, Mm. per person. So it's like, oh, hey, look, look, look at how much that feeds up our budget to address homelessness, to address. The fact that we need to support, it's something that people bring up a lot. I've not looked into it myself, but um, veterans, mm. um, education, Yeah, health. and
1: th- I suppose this is the point, Jeff. is even you, what you just said there. There's one that you haven't looked up yourself is the, the what about things like homelessness? What about things like health? What about things like the veterans in Australia? What about things like mental health issues in Australia and how important those things are? I mean, where is the line? where Christians should stop and start caring about a particular issue because it's not physically possible for us to care about them all. No. Do you know what I mean? So, like, Mm -hmm. how then am I supposed to know what are the ones I should care about or shouldn't care
0: about? Yeah. Well, I really struggled last year, um, and I don't know if I've mentioned this explicitly in our um, sessions before today, but I really, really struggled with the fact that it seemed like no one cared about what was happening Um, with refugees, with a lot of other racial injustices, um, with Indigenous rights as well, Um, to the point where I actually think I was quite depressed because I would cry myself to sleep quite often Um, and it would take me a long time to get out of of bed. Some days I wouldn't even get out of bed because I was just like, why does no one care? Um, And I don't think that we should all care about everything to the point that we're protesting about everything, that we're researching everything, that we are... um, advocating for everything. So I think there's a difference between actually caring about them and actually pursuing justice for them.
1: Because that actually then brings me to this. What does it mean then to care about an issue? When you say it seems like no one cared about that issue, well, how do you know when somebody is caring or not about an issue?
0: Which was like, yeah. Do you like
1: mean different. care or do you mean something else? Like, do you mean no one seems to be getting involved, no one seems to be doing anything about it? Because they might care about it, but that doesn't necessarily mean, or they might be concerned about it, but it doesn't mean yeah. they're going to do anything about
0: it. Yeah. Um, so I think for me the um, a lot of this was coming from the fact that I actually heard Christians and even Christian leaders saying things like, well, if refugees didn't want to be locked up, they shouldn't have come here. Um, so that's a very explicit like we actually don't care about this situation as opposed to people i know who are very passionate about other issues um but then when i would speak to them about this you could tell that there was care and compassion they'd be like Mm. i didn't know that that's horrendous um like i'm devastated to hear that like is there some place that i can donate um so maybe it's a one-off donation which is fine um but it still showed that hey i'm i'm moved my heart is moved by this as opposed to the people who were literally cold-hearted towards it and said well, they shouldn't have done
1: that in the first place. Mm. It's like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, so then that leads me to go then. what? There's still I still need you to answer what does it actually mean to care about an issue? Because, I mean, if I care about it, if I make a one-off donation that I've cared. And how do you know when somebody is or is not caring or then oh. even like because, I mean, obviously we're dealing with your issue right now, uh, but the reality is other people have other things that are watching this that are listening to this that are downloading yeah. their podcasts that they care about and it can seem like sometimes that they're the only ones who actually gives a damn about it. You know, mental health is a big one. I'm seeing this rise of mental health. And there's a lot of issues with, with, with youth in our country. There's a lot of issues around suicide. There's issues around abortion. And I'm not just talking about the fact that abortion exists. I'm talking about the fact that what happens with people when they have had an abortion and how we treat them. There's a range of issues. There's literally hundreds if not thousands of issues that we could care about. But what does it mean when you say it seems like no one cares? Yeah. I think, like how do we quantify that?
0: I think that caring about an issue means that when you're confronted with it, you're responding out of compassion and love. So, you know, I'm not super a super big advocate for homelessness because I don't feel um, pulled towards that. But I know that it's an issue. So when I see a homeless person on the street, I go out of my way to maybe give them some money or have a conversation with them um, and I'm not – Ignoring it, or I'm not condemning them in it. Um, so that, yeah, like maybe that's what caring is. And advocacy would be uh-huh. literally being out there volunteering with an organisation that um, addresses homelessness. Maybe having a monthly donation. That's more of active participation, and active caring. Um, but yeah, it's just like that. Oh, what? How? What's our reaction when
1: we're so, confronted with these issues? So, do you mean when you say that they don't seem to care, that they're not actively involved? It's to me like it's like when I walk past in a shopping centre. Um, so my wife and I, we sponsor two kids. We obviously we give a lot of finance towards the church. We obviously take care of people within our church. We're pastors. And so a lot of our finance gets either poured into our sponsor children, our own family, uh, our family abroad, or even our church family. Right, That's where most of our finance is going. Um, so when, when I'm confronted with the next thing to give to, the next charity to give to, me, I can walk past it. It might seem like I don't care mm. so how like do, do, do you understand what i'm saying like yeah. what, where is the point where we get to be the judge of what's important for a person to care or not to care yeah. about
0: well that was a challenge that i had last year when i'm in the midst of like this oh my gosh no one cares um i actually realized that hey i don't get to judge and i don't get to decide what people care about mm. um and that was like a big turning point that's helped me so much um just the fact that Hey, I'm really passionate and the Lord's placed quite heavily on my heart. These different issues about um, racism and indigenous rights and refugee rights, the Lord's also placed on someone else's heart, homelessness.
1: Hey, can I ask what the turning point was? Like where, where did that happen? Like is there a moment, is there a story, or is there something that took place? Were you confronted with something that actually made you sort of go, maybe I should like when did you realise you were being judgmental? Do you know do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Uh, I think I realized I was being super judgmental when I um, like just kind of explored the depth of like what I was feeling, the depth of the darkness, um, and I just realized, hey, if I like quote this judgment and these expectations on people, um, like there's nothing like bigger. Like, I was like, oh, this just happened and it's made me realize it, but I just kind of went like I'm actually sick of being in this deep darkness and I'd like to come out of it. Um, what's causing it and yeah just like the fact oh you're literally having these expectations on people you don't even know um, that they must join you in speaking out against these things Mm. Um, and I kind of went like oh if I actually don't concern myself about that and just say focus on what I'm doing and the people who join me on that journey then I know that I won't have to deal with this like deep yeah, just, like, deep darkness of,
1: like,
0: why doesn't
1: anyone care? Well, when that happened, though, did it make you feel like you, you cared less? Because this comes down to this idea of how do we respond when no one else seems to care? It feels like no one's listening. That was the title of this. No one is anybody listening. When you feel like you're shouting the same thing over and over again, but you're not making any headway. Yeah. So, like, how how do you respond when no one else seems to care? Like yeah. Did, um, it, did it make you feel like you cared less? Is my is my question.
0: No. So one of my favourite quotes, which I think maybe I've mentioned before, is um from one of the Jewish um scholars, the Perky Avot, and. Um, Say that again. Perky Avot. Where's he from? He's Jewish. A Jewish sage.
1: Jewish. Right. Yes. Um, How's my sexism, by the way? Straight no. away, when you said it was a scholar, I was like, "Where's he from?". <laughs> I'm, I'm like, oh. I apologise. Where are they from? Could be a he or a she. Could
2: be. Actually, I think it's numerous. I pull games.
1: myself up on this all the time now. Yeah. By the way, is yeah. when when somebody says, "Oh, this expert," I'm like, "Oh, where? Where's he or where are he?" Okay. Like, how quickly do we <laughs> automatically go to a he? Yeah. In that situation. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, that's a really interesting side note, and I'm so tempted to be distracted. <laughs> Don't get distracted. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, yeah, so it says that um, we are not called to complete the task, but neither are we called to just sure. Um And so basically, like, and it's something that I've, like, I've known this quote for, like, 10 years or something, and I keep reminding myself of it, but it just, like, was that newness of, like, oh, hey, just because it's never going to end doesn't mean we need to stop, and we can't stop even if it's never going to end. Sure. Um, so, like, just keep going. I was like, Okay just told myself, okay, maybe no one else cares, but you do, so you need to do what you're being called to do because at the end of the day, is the Lord going to ask you, how many people did you um, convince with your incredibly eloquent Facebook arguments um, to actually join you in this, or is he going to ask me, hey, did you care for the ones that I called you to care for?
1: That's true. That's true. There's an element of both, though, surely.
0: Yeah, I think there is. So So how do
1: you do both well?
0: Well, I just found that, uh, you know, I think we all know Facebook is not the place to convince anyone of anything. Um.
1: <laughs> don't tell Mark Zuckerberger that. <laughs> they, might, they might think different. Yeah, I know where you got to convince people. It's not Facebook, it's Twitter, clearly. <laughs> Twitter is where we oh, convince people. I've actually
0: people. just got him back on Twitter. Oh, don't um, do it. And, oh, it's great. I it's love it. So it's bad. fantastic.
1: Twitter is just a, a, a cesspool of arguments, is what t- Twitter is. Do
0: you know what the funniest thing I saw? On Twitter, someone arguing with the Pope, (laughs) like telling the Pope that what he'd written was actually theologically incorrect. Go on then. And I was like, girl, (laughs) like, I think he's very clear in what he's stating and it. it wasn't theologically
1: mm. correct, but all right. That's Otherwise. a whole other conversation though. Yes. We're not going to touch on that one right now. But my, yes. my question is,
0: yes. are we
1: actually supposed to, like here's here's the thing, right? So you get to this point and I think it is an important point to get to. I get it. You've got issues that you care about and then there's a point where people don't seem to care. Mm. Is there an imperative on us? Like because we have this idea of go and preach the gospel, mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, the quote of St. Francis of Assisi, even though if you actually look at it, it wasn't him who said it, but still mm-hmm. a nice quote, which is preach, uh, preach the gospel and wherever necessary, use words. In other yeah. words, we do it with our actions. Yeah. However, there's still a point where we need to use words, right? Yeah. So I think my, my question is how do we do both and how do we do both well? And it's a two-part question, which is terrible interviewing, but this is an interview conversation. <laughs> Yeah. Where is the con- the conviction on yourself to get better at your communication, the yeah. imperative to get better at communication? Because if no yeah. one's listening, then guess what? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're sending the wrong damn message.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, for the first one, I think the balance that I've found is that the fact that I've been consistently posting information about all these different issues for so long has actually meant that there's a lot of people who can now feel that they can contact me and say, hey, when you wrote about this, what does it actually mean? Mm. Um, and so I think just like that consistency has definitely helped me um, be able to reach certain people. Uh, and then also having integrity in my, well, I, I hope that I've acted and, and spoken in integrity in a lot of my responses on social media. Um, will then hopefully show to people, hey, this is a safe space for you to come if you have questions about this kind of stuff. Um, but would I you think- say you have,
1: though? Historically, we just said that all your posts... Even some of your more inflammatory ones at mm-hmm. times.
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. I think...
1: But don't we use that as a tactic as well? Though, isn't there like the shock jock element? Isn't there a moment yeah. where we actually are wanting to sort of like shape people into a remembrance?
2: Yes. But... That's what.
1: Isn't that the whole point of what the world vision adds and the and the heart yeah. things and whatever it else? Yeah. They're they're all designed to create an emotive response. Yeah.
0: I think that a lot of these issues um, are shocking enough in themselves that you don't need to embellish with anything else anymore. Mm. Um, yeah, like it's shocking that we hold people for, like it's been eight years, eight plus years, and these people literally, the government's literally, well, it seems like they're waiting for them to kill themselves, for them to even get out of
1: That's a big detention. leap. It's a big leap to say that. I wouldn't say that Is that's... It- yeah, it is. I think it is a big leap. I think I think that they're um, using humans. I, I think you could say that they're using humans as a deterrent for other humans mm-hmm. not to come.
0: Yeah. And the only way, though, that they're saying to them, you can leave and go back to your country. That's they right. You'll probably be killed. Yeah. Or you can just stay here. And there's been 14 suicides. That's yeah, but I,
1: I wouldn't say happened. that the government's waiting for them to commit suicide. Yeah, you wouldn't. <laughs> well, I just think it's a big leap, James. I don't think you could I think it's an inflammatory comment that actually doesn't serve for the benefit. I think what we can say is we can ask the question, how long do we think is an appropriate amount of time to hold somebody oh,
0: answered that.
1: while doing the security check, which is what?
0: The Royal Commission did it in nineteen
1: ninety one and they said six months. Right. Nineteen ninety one. So twelve so we'll,
0: years before these people started coming
1: here. Sure. Sure, but that, I think it's wrong that they're being used as a human deterrent, not the Oh, deterrent. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just. Anyway, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so then answering, um, so I don't know, maybe that wasn't, you know, maybe I'm not doing it with a lot of integrity yeah. <laughs> when I speak about this stuff. Um, but then, like, you know, I think also you need to remember when you get really into all these issues because I have been, in, like, immersed in a lot of these issues. I've seen things that people are writing from these hotel rooms where they're basically prisoners um and they're not basically well they're prisoners
1: mm.
0: um and you, yeah i think we tend to forget that <laughs> uh it's like even like you know with christians we talk about things and we realize that oh people who have not been in our church world actually don't know what we're talking about they don't understand how we can mm. be like we can say these things um so yeah just like remembering like oh that's right people yeah
1: it, well, let's get back to the question though. Like. How do we? How do we continue to spread the message and get better at the communication? And then I asked because you said I try to be really respectful and all those sort of mm-hmm. things, and I, I would say that there's definitely been times where you put up inflammatory comments, mm-hmm. and you know that they're inflammatory. Even that comment that you just made, then, <laughs> you know it's a big leap, and it's designed to be a big mm-hmm. leap because we can move backwards from there, right? So it's like, okay, well, well I, I don't think
2: not... of it that way, but. Yeah, but
1: like, do, do you know what I mean? Like, We make the big leap and then we can work backwards from there and all then land on the one spot, which is we agree that they shouldn't be detained for such a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It might be a subconscious tactic, but it's still mm-hmm. a tactic. So then how do we get better at the communication side of things? Of the issues that you care about or that I care about, how do we get better at the communication of them so that we can actually get people to see it and to understand? Or can you do that?
0: yeah like i said i don't think we can ever convince anyone over facebook or like over social media posts we can inform um i think i've i think i've kind of gone from like using social media as a place to try and convince people that they should care about issues to hey here's some information for you um because it wasn't until i learned about these different injustices which were happening that i actually cared Mm.
2: um
0: but then also trusting that holy spirit's got it like I can't go and convince people, but I can put information out there. And then if people are being consistently in a good relationship with the Holy Spirit and allowing him to move in them, then when they see that information, they will hopefully um, have be able to be sensitive to Holy Spirit's prompting and what they should be doing with that information.
1: You know what I find interesting, Jess, is that um, the, the one biblical example that I was thinking of about this today was Noah. Mm. Noah was really concerned with the survival of humanity and Noah was, I would argue, an environmentalist
2: mm.
1: uh, on behalf of God uh, because he he built this ark, but no one seemed to really care yeah, about what he seemed to care about. Yeah. And, and what's interesting about it is no matter how hard he tried, he couldn't convince people.
2: Yeah.
1: So he actually had to end up just sticking to his task yeah. and doing what it was that he was supposed to do. Mm-hmm and making the difference that he was supposed to make. Yeah. And like literally, I don't know whether you know this about the whole Noah story, but it hadn't rained before then,
2: mm, before yeah. Noah
1: and the ark. And so the idea of building a boat was just like, what are you building? That's why they called it the shape. Right? I don't know whether you realise they called it an ark because it was like, what is that thing he's building? It looks mm-hmm. like it's in the shape of a... And Right. So it's yeah. called this like the shape that it is yeah. and, and he, they don't know really what he's doing. It seems pointless, it seems meaningless. Well good for you, Noah. And I think that sometimes people don't understand the importance of an issue until they're actually confronted with the storms of life themselves.
2: Yeah. yeah. And
1: then that's a difficult thing for us to accept. Mm. Cancer research sounds really important and we all agree, let's donate to it where we can. When you have somebody in your family that goes through and survives cancer or doesn't survive cancer, it becomes an even more meaningful issue. Mm.
2: Mental
1: health seems like something that we should care about, but when you go through it or you have somebody that you love go through it, then all of a sudden becomes this real issue. Mm. It's very interesting talking about the way that uh, refugees are locked up Mm. Uh, and then we look at the lockdowns that we had as a society and how people responded to that. And then all of a sudden maybe people can understand what it was like or what it is like for the people who are seeking asylum in Australia, mm-hmm. who are desperate, invoking legal rights. You and I know all of the things that go along with that. And if they ever want to argue, there's nothing to argue about, okay? Mm-hmm. Like we, there is no argument. That's why they're not prosecuted for committing a crime What they're saying is we know that these people are invoking their legal rights. What we're trying to stop is the human traffickers, the ones who are bringing them over because they're considering that to be illegal, not the actual act of the refugees themselves, okay? So that's how it's pitched. We know that. Uh, However, regardless of that, we can understand empathetically what it was like when we had two months, three months of lockdown. We got so much government provision during that time. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Imagine yep. you didn't have that. Mm-hmm. Imagine you weren't given the support systems. What would life have been like?
0: You know what else we were given? We were given freedom to walk outside for exercise.
1: This is true. Mm-hmm. This is true. So, again, what's your empathetic point there, Jazz?
0: Oh, that these people aren't allowed to go outside.
1: But, again, like this is what I say, like in our communication, sure we've got to go imagine what it would have been like. if you didn't have that right and this is part of like I think it's really I I personally want you to get better at this not because I think that you're not good at it I want you to get better at it because I think the messages that you carry are really important for people to understand I also want people who are watching and downloading this I want you to get better at this because the issues that you care about are important and there are things that are for, for us to deal with and so that's why we, we may have a lot of them, but how do we live with the consciousness of all these issues? This is a question you wanted to ask, Jazz. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to ask you, first of all, how do you think we can live a life conscious of all the different issues that are around us?
0: Um, I think it's just like learning and then applying it.
1: Well, what does that even mean? Like, so, I mean, it's easy. it's easy to say that. What do you mean? That's
0: my, my two-part formula. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just, you know, we can't live in a world that we deny that there's issues. We know there's issues, but then we also know we can't address all of them. But, hey, get out there and start learning things Mm -hmm. and then start seeing, oh, what's the solution to this? For example, um, just the fact that environmentally overconsumption of clothing actually leads to like 24 tonnes of textiles being dumped into landfill every single year. So maybe instead of going, oh. Is that
1: worldwide?
0: No, it's just in Australia.
1: So it's just Australia. in Australia, we dump twenty four tons. Yeah,
0: something around that, yeah.
1: Of textiles.
0: Yeah, into our um, into landfill. And so what it does in landfill is it basically wow. rots and it takes a long time to rot um, and decompose. If you're putting in things that hundred percent fibers like cotton or linen, that's going to decompose in like six months ish, as opposed to polyester, which will probably never decompose. Um, so then it's going, hey, instead of throwing out this dress and buying a new one, how about I mend it? Or how about I just don't buy clothing? And so you've made a little isn't change. A, isn't there
1: a day just, just recently I saw somebody put something up about like a mending Tuesday or something like that, like it was a, it was a certain day where they celebrated mending clothes?
0: Oh, I, don't, I didn't hear about that. Really? That's cool.
1: I'm going to Google it while you keep yeah, talking.
0: Um, so like, that's just one little change that you've made in your life. Um and then also just the fact that oh hey most chocolate um chocolate has a very 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 bad history of using child and adult labor um in slavery so how about you look for a chocolate that's fair trade because fair trade means that those people have excellent living con- or really great living conditions um and living wages and they're not held in slavery Uh, also the fact that, hey, if you hear someone say a racist joke or you know that someone's being passed over for something because of their race, speak up about it. Just say something about it. We don't have to be out there in all of the, um, like, all of the marches and, and doing, like, a million things every single day. But it's just when something comes up, it's like, oh, hey, yes. And even just, like, asking yourself a question like, oh, hey, where did this come from? Who, who was in the supply chain for this product or this um, service to get to me? And how, how is their life impacted? And it takes a lot of thinking at first. It's very overwhelming. When I first started, it was quite overwhelming. And then I thought to myself, hey, we don't need to address everything all at once. Let's just do one thing at a time and get mm. really good at one thing. And so that becomes such a big habit. that I don't need to think about that anymore. And then I can move on to the next thing and be more conscious about that. And then start learning about a new thing.
1: You don't have different tactics on this, by the way. (laughs) Um, But the day for celebrating is called Repair Day, 17th of October. Um, So you can have a look at that there, Jazz. People literally sharing tips and different things. Cool. Yeah. I need
0: to learn about not just clothing, but all sorts of
1: things. (laughs) How to do what?
0: How to dine my socks. Darn. Yeah, like you fix the holes in your socks.
1: Is that what darn means? Mm -hmm. Yep. So is it darn a hole in your socks or the fixing of the hole the in your socks? The fixing sock? of it, yeah. So why do we use darn as like an expression of I have no like idea. discontent? Probably the
2: same way we use a lot of other words for things we shouldn't be using before.
1: Okay. Well, either way, um, my method is slightly different it. So yeah. I actually think the easiest way we can do it is try it by being authentic and genuinely championing people who are passionate about things that matter to them? Yeah, like I can't, true. I can't do all that you do, and you can't do all that I do. You're not going to care about the things that I care about, and I'm not going to care about everything that you care about. That's okay. But I can champion you, and I can support you, and I can be yeah. authentic. What I what I try and do is not criticize what the things that you're passionate about. Yeah. Are. And I try and I, my expectation is that you would do the same, like, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, that's the whole point of the idea and the content mm-hmm. of a body.
2: Yeah.
1: Is yeah. that that you do your okay. part, I do my part, and together we're actually achieving a whole lot more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so that's why you think about it with what 17 uh, or 17, I know I don't know how many, uh, I don't know how many million Australians are, are are Christians, but imagine everyone just had five issues or whatever that they were their top five issues mm-hmm. that you cared about. Mm-hmm. If all of us say there's a million Aussies, that's five million issues that we could potentially be addressing. Mm-hmm across Christians. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's that's pretty significant. And those five million issues that we we would be addressing, if all of us had five issues, some of them might be common. You know, like, find where your common ground is with other people, stand with them and celebrate each other's differences, for goodness sake. That's how I think about how we can live with a consciousness of all of the issues, because I can't care about them. I want to. It's also the realities of life sometimes. It's very easy to, to um, be in a position of judgment over anyone, You know, like to be in a position of judgment over somebody who has a lot and over somebody who has a little. Yeah. I think sometimes in particular we can be more judgmental over people who have a lot than over people who have a little. I think mm-hmm. we're the least judgmental of the middle class, but uh, anyone who has a bit more than us we can be judgmental of or anyone who has significantly less than us people can be judgmental of. You think about people who are caught in a cycle of poverty and addicted to drugs, Mm. how judgmental can we be towards them? Mm. You think about people who have loads of money and they're driving around in really expensive cars and they have really sensational houses. (laughs) Yeah, see what I'm saying? See how judgmental you're getting towards them? Uh. But you know nothing (laughs) but you know nothing of their life and what an impact that they're having and yeah. what they're actually doing. But it's easy to sit there and go, but I bet you they're not doing this. What if they are? Yeah, well, I bet you that. But what if they mm-hmm. are? But I bet you that. Well, what if they are? Yeah. Like That's the whole thing, which we don't know. I think the easiest way we can do it is not be judgmental towards others, Yeah. but actually celebrate each other's differences. Yeah. I know that sounds very, like, universalist. Let's all just agree that we're all fantastic. <laughs> but truly, it's not the idea. It's just, a, just standing in a position that says, You are going to be different to others, and that's okay. I think, you know, the truth is you and I have things that we are very similar in our passions about them. We have different methodologies of how we outwork them. That's one of the things I do like. I think that we all need to get way better at communicating. Man, Christian's... For for coming from a history of good communication, somehow we all of a sudden really suck at communication. So -hmm. can we just agree that we can all get better at this? Because the issues that we care about are too important for us not to get good at communication. Mm -hmm. And the number one way we can get good at communication is by listening really well. We listen to others, we can stand on a common ground and we can begin to create an empathetic pathway for them to understand. Mm -hmm. So the common ground that you stood on there. people were allowed out of their houses to exercise. Mm. Common ground is, can you imagine if you weren't?
2: Mm.
1: Can you imagine what that would have been like? Or can you imagine if you were separated from your children and they're five, six, seven, eight years old? You weren't allowed to see them for two, three, four, five days. Somebody just had to tell you, no, just trust me, they're fine.
2: Mm. You can't
1: speak to them, you can't see them, you can't do, all of these things are realities that people have to face and they're horrific. And their reality is that we actually have the power to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say, let's stand on common ground. Let's listen. Let's stand from a place of caring. Hey, we are out of time already. Is there anything that you want to say as a final comment today, Jazz?
0: Uh, I think just, like, just remember Holy Spirit. As we're going about the, the causes and the issues we care about, remember um, to seek him out mm. um, in how we do that. And then as you watch other people do it, um, like you were saying um, just in regards to like, being aware of like, what issues other people are passionate about. Um, Yeah, just know that, hey, trust that Holy Spirit's got people. If he hasn't convicted them for something, then okay, that's, he hasn't done it. Maybe he will in time, or maybe he won't, but um, yeah, like, you know, Holy Spirit moves, and we just have to trust that people are seeking out his his guidance in what they're doing, and then hope that we're also doing the book, Mm. trying to make sure that we're doing that as well. Yeah.
1: Uh, Well, we are out of time, but I want to say this. I wanted to answer this question last. I think the issue, the most important for all of us as Christians to be dealing with is all of them. Wherever there is hunger, wherever there is poverty, wherever wherever there is need, wherever there is suffering, wherever wherever there is injustice, that is where we have to be positioning ourselves. And so um, let me encourage you, there are so many range of issues that are faced in that area. So... Thank you, thank you guys again for joining us. Don't forget, you can download all of our podcasts. All you've got to do is go to any of the podcast channels, type in Simma Hoffman, you'll see all of our different podcasts. You can catch up on all of the uh, Lunch Out Louds that you've missed, all of the hot topics. We have more controversial concepts and ideas, and I'm going to keep on challenging and annoying jazz as much as I can just because I enjoy it. Uh, don't forget to join us every Sunday at citypointchurch.com forward slash online. You can also join us for uh, our home church services or life group services, and we are going to be meeting again in, building, in our building again really soon. Uh, we thank you guys again for joining us, and we will see you guys next time. Bye, everybody.